Incoming transmission. The Klingon word of the day is hot. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. So, this is a huge victory for the good guys. Scotty, beam me up. Resistance is futile. They're long and prosperous. And welcome to the Computer Resume Podcast, the show covering the entire Star Trek franchise in chronological order for fans new and old. I'm your host, writer-comedian, Mr. Todd A. Davis. Small in stature, but big of heart. And my money's on her to beat you in arm wrestling. It's Red Sims! Yay! <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm doing fantastic. Nice, nice. Uh, so just catching up everybody it's been like it's been like like six months since you've been on the show it's been a long time what was the last episode what was the last episode you talked about it was the firefly episode that's right yeah the last thing you talked about was yeah you came on to talk about serenity to uh the 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 firefly pilot yeah oh my god it has been a long time that was back gosh that released back in october of last year so it's been it's been a few months yeah for sure How were your, uh, how were your holidays? Were you, uh, <sighs> they were holiday. <laughs> there was a lot going on at the end of this year. Um, yeah. there was a lot of change going on just with changing jobs and things. And it was just, yeah, it was heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we, we, we did a little bit of traveling, uh, to go see, uh, my wife's grandmother and all that stuff. And just, yeah, it's the holidays as you get early, uh, as you get older, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it becomes less about like opening presents. And then it's more about the responsibility of like, I got to go see this person. I got to check in with this person. I got to do this. I got to do that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to maintain your festive attitude or, you know, your season, your seasons, your, your, your holiday season high. Uh, seasons greetings they they wear off much sooner in the season nowadays they do they do and we were trying we were trying to be so good about you know we're gonna not stuff our faces with stuff and you know we're not gonna drink or we're gonna you know we're gonna you know go on walks and you know exercise regularly having max helps with that but like god it's so easy to just you know oh look more cookies and just Mm -hmm. shove them in your face (laughs) yeah it's easy to just not it's like um, I can diet later. Yeah, listen, I'll diet when I'm dead. Um, <laughs> so, did you uh, get a chance to? Uh, one of the things I was kind of happy about uh, this with this holiday season was I kind of had a chance. It was first chance in well over a year. Was uh, I had a chance to go actually back to the movie theater and see something in the theater? Did you guys venture out at all, or see any new see any new movies, or revisit any old? holiday favorites um i know that we watched a bunch of horror movies during like halloween and whatnot and then um i'm trying to remember we watched a couple of like you're basically i think we watched elf and then um i can't remember oh fred made me watch national lampoon Uh, had you never seen it 
Oh, I had. Oh, okay. I, I've seen it so much as a kid. I don't watch it a lot as an adult. Like, it's not one of those movies that it's like, oh, let's. It's a tradition. It's like, nope, I'm good. Like, <laughs> um, but we so, watched that, and what else? I can't remember. So much has happened since then. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Um, and the last thing we saw in the theater was Spider Man. Oh, which one? Into Darkness or uh, Into Darkness? <sighs> <laughs> into into this into the spider verse the animated one no no the um the newest one I oh can't the remember. newest one okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, time i was in the theater and i can't remember before then because we just don't no way home i think is I think so yeah the yes. the, thir- the third of the new spider-man movies <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that was one of the that was one of the ones that we saw um on my birthday we oh. uh we saw that, and earlier that day, we saw the new uh, Matrix. We saw the new Matrix movie. Oh, fun! We watched that at home. Yeah, it's uh, I. It's so funny. I've been married to I've been married to my wife for uh, going on. Uh, it'll be fourteen years this year. Oh, and wow. yeah, and That's we, awesome. Yeah, and uh, we've been going back to her hometown. Like hell, we were going back to her hometown before we were before we were married. So. Um, her, you know, very small town, uh, her very small hometown has, has a little movie theater and I've never gone to that movie theater, but I finally went this, uh, this past holiday season to, uh, to go. And it it was, uh, try, try city, try city theaters in Jackson, Ohio. It's, I think it's family owned and operated. And it's, I think, I think they've got like four screens total. Um, very small theater. It's uh, but it's it was a lot of fun. It kind of reminded me of like, oh yeah, not everybody's super respectful at a movie theater. <laughs> That's honestly why I haven't been back. And it, I have the worst luck when I go out into the public, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Like when we, we went to Spider Man. There, you know how they have assigned seatings now. Yeah. Well, some we were sitting on the very end. And then a group of like four people sat a seat away from us. The whole theater was empty. Why would you do that? Oh, we had <laughs> we we had a similar thing with uh with the Matrix when we went to see the Matrix. The mm-hmm. theater w- the theater was empty, mm-hmm. and then uh what looked like what looked like a whole family. So there was at least there was at least six of them. Oh wow! They can't. They can't. And I mean, it's a very small, very small theater. Um, yeah. But Kat and I sat fairly close to the screen, and they sat directly across the aisle. They sat right next to us and talked the entire time, oh. like like they had never seen or heard of the Matrix. And just every sentence that was said on screen was met with a question from this family across the aisle. I was just like, did you not bother to watch the other ones over the last 20 years? Come on. It's like, why would you go to a movie that is obviously the end of three other movies? Yes. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand, you know, small town. Okay. Maybe not everybody goes to the theater all the time, but like the matrix movies are pretty much staples of American pop culture at this point. Like you, you you've seen them you've seen at least one of them (laughs) yeah oh god but you know (sighs) such is the nature of the streaming platforms and uh you know we can you know sit at home pop our own popcorn and do all that my own damn movie that's right (laughs) 
<laughs> which Fred does get on to me about. So, uh, you know, I have to, the, I think the one complaint I have about Kat is that she will often be on her phone for most of what we're watching. Um, she's probably paying closer attention than I'm giving her credit for. <laughs> Fred does but, the same thing, but he never misses anything in the movie. And I don't know how he does it because I can't do that. Yeah, I, I have to put my phone down and lock into what's going on. Yeah. Like Kat and I are watching um, Witcher right now on Netflix. It, it's so much. It's it's a lot of fun. We're enjoying it too. And oh, it's uh, such a good show. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But it's kind of like you got to pay attention to what's going on because they are not gonna. They do not spoon feed the audience anything. Like you nope. really <laughs> have to pay attention. Um, Cause like an episode will go by and they're like, yeah, that was months ago. Like, what? <laughs> what happened? The credits rolled and I missed something. Um, oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Oh. But yeah, uh, we, we've been enjoying that. And I, I have for that show, I have to put my phone down because I, you know, mm-hmm. it's all I can do. To, <laughs> it's, it's all I can do to stay focused and not get lost in Henry Cavill's eyes. It's so hard. It's so difficult. Everyone on that show is so damn pretty, <laughs> but they're so flipping gorgeous. <laughs> why is why is this person covered in mud? Why aren't they a model somewhere? <laughs> I saw a meme somewhere, or it, oh, what was it? It was along the lines of you know how they have like the the glow ups. Yes. Um, well, they were talking about him and the witcher and how he it was like a i can't remember the phrase they used but it was like a glow down <laughs> it's like <laughs> just muck him with mud and he still looks amazing like <laughs> i you know what i'm as straight as the day is long but like henry cavill's a good looking dude <laughs> there's yeah. no way around it he's a good looking no. dude of course he was cast as superman he freaking yeah yeah why not <laughs> It fits. It tracks. Yeah, it really does. Although it's <laughs> it's kind of weird, like hearing him talk as Witcher, which is all sort of low. But then to hear him talk as Superman, well, here we are. <laughs> uh, no, but it's 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 a lot of fun, and it's a, it's a really good show. And of course, we're getting back into. I'm venturing more into D and D and trying to get something get some of those things started that was one of the things santa brought me this year was oh, uh fun. yeah that's what santa what santa kitty brought me this this year was she brought me uh she got me some uh some adventure books um, very cool which may end up being integrated into a star trek themed D adventure here on the show we're kicking around some ideas <laughs> oh, that sounds fun yeah it's we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun with it um i'm really looking forward to it but what we are here to discuss today is a very strange episode of star trek enterprise where we've gotten we've gotten to a point where the interactions with t'pol and trip and her lack of clothing for the most part is getting out of hand and so to fix that they hired another one (laughs) they hired another one to come on the ship and and just start touching people and rubbing on people (laughs) yes so uh before we what are they thinking like you know i did see that this is one of the highest rating rated like episodes that they had in like the whole season 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. You mean you're going to have two chicks on there, like, touching each other and stuff? <laughs> man. Okay. I'm tuning in for that, man. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It, I don't. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I don't know. To be honest, you kind of, there's a part of me that, you know, looks at the writer's room and the decisions made on Enterprise and kind of is like, you know what? You doubled down. Okay. You know what? Good for you. Why not? It's, oh, oh, they, oh, they don't like it. More of the same. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Cause that, that's never ended poorly for anyone. <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> well before we before we get into the nitty-gritty of this episode let's get into this week's recap spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert upn wednesday on an all-new star trek enterprise she's a beautiful alien sex slave i'll serve you well with talents no crew member can resist Will the captain risk everything to have her? I have certain gifts. Star Trek Enterprise. The Zindi Council meet to talk, talk, talk about the progress of Enterprise. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you like to do. You got to have a dream. If you don't have a dream, how you gonna have a dream come true? Although the reptilians and insectoids want to attack the humans, Degra advises them to continue with the plan to build the superweapon. Meanwhile, on Enterprise, T'Pol continues to help Trip with Vulcan neuropressure sessions. The crew, seeking the formula for a compound to reinforce the ship's hull against spatial anomalies, approach a planet with a vast floating alien bazaar. How bizarre! Archer leads an away team to meet with Barat Oud, a chemist who they've met before. After bartering, he sells them the formula for liquid trellium D and informs them that the Zindi recently visited a merchant nearby. Archer meets the merchant, Zod, a slaver who tries to sell him a female called Rajin. Archer refuses and leaves, but Rajin chases after him. Following a fight between Archer and Zod, the away team leave with Rajin, and Archer promises to return her to her home planet. Later, she approaches Archer in his quarters, and as she nears him, she puts him in a trance. She blinded me with silence. And he no longer remembers her visit. Meanwhile, T'Pol and Trip attempt to replicate the chemical from Barat's formula, but the first attempt fails. Afterwards, T'Pol returns to her cabin and is surprised to find Regine inside. She tries to resist, but is soon overcome. Regine attempts to flee using the transporter, but is quickly captured and placed in the brig. As Archer attempts to question her, Reed informs him that two reptilian ships are on an intercept course. Regine admits she was gathering information for the Zindi. Reptilians, after running battles with the crew, retrieve Regine and take her back to one of the ships. Enterprise attempts to pursue, but the Zindi enter a subspace vortex. Afterwards, the Council convenes again to discuss the development and construction of a new bioweapon. A project helped by Archer's biodata that was stolen by Regine. Great. 
So we mentioned before that this was another attempt to kind of double down on the sexiness factor of hashtag sexy space show. <laughs> Is there really a reason? I mean, why? I don't know. I don't know. But like her big thing is like touching people, which I mean, the show's 20 years old, but like nowadays, like that's super problematic in and of itself. Um, mm-hmm. But she touches them and kind of absorbs like their thoughts and information. It seems like that's kind of weird, right? That's like an odd take on Rogue. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. She's Rogue from the X-Men. Oh, man. See, now I have to go watch the episode again. This puts it in a totally different light. (laughs) Um, That's exactly what they did. (laughs) (laughs) You're absolutely right. (laughs) Um. I've, I've, this, the whole time this made me, and especially, you know, seeing all the stuff with Trip and Paul and their, you know, naked time rubdowns. Uh, have you, have you ever, um, have you ever gotten, have you ever gotten a massage? Like, like gone in for like professional, like a professional massage? Um, you, have you and Fred done like a couple's massage type thing? Never like that. I've done, um, like where I used to work, used to do a, um, like an admin week where they would do all of these huge things for us. And um, one of them was a massage in the office. So you would get like a, like 15 minute, like deep massage kind of thing. And that's really the, I mean, I've never gone anywhere. That's really the only time I've ever had it done, but they're nice. I mean, yeah, it's uh, you know, cat with (laughs) right. Well, (laughs) have I got a story for you? (laughs) Oh, So uh, when Kat and I started uh, seeing each other, we, um, she was like, Hey, you know, I booked us a couple, a couple's massage. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know about somebody else touching me, the whole thing. And, you know, I was a total, you know, dope about it of like, well, can I, I mean, can I ask for a girl? I'm there with my girlfriend and eh, I don't know. And she seemed to be okay with it. And the whole thing, I was working in law enforcement at the time and uh, you know, I had, you know, issues with my shoulders issues with my neck my back my hips the whole thing and uh, I was also working night shift so I was getting off work at like 8 a.m and going home so she booked a she booked a 90 minute massage for us first thing in the morning I went home changed clothes we went right to the to the uh to the spa got there and you know I'm okay okay I'm just I'm laying there and the whole thing and um at one point, I remember Kat saying, yeah, he works nights. And I heard both masseuses go, oh, <laughs> come to find out later. Not only did I fall asleep, but I've sn- I snored the loudest I've ever snored in my life. <laughs> like so relaxed. <laughs> I was so relaxed. I just went right out. Um, but it was so the other part that was so funny was just kind of like after that first after the first time I went it was kind of like okay yeah she touched me she rubbed me and that's fine but like massages aren't cheap no, and not. yeah and I didn't really feel like I got a lot out of it I was just kind of like okay let's get you know let's get it in there a little bit you know hey give me somebody who can you know really work the muscles and everything mm-hmm. and so now <laughs> and so now when I go in for a massage it's like give me the biggest burliest <laughs> If her name isn't Helga, give me <laughs> give me some dude named Sven who like could palm my head. Just 
I, <laughs> I just need him to beat the crap out of me for 90 minutes because yeah. it's the only way it's it's the only way it works and I'm the uh, same way it's like you got to really get your back into yeah it. yeah at this point i don't care i don't care yeah you know if you had a third arm growing out of your chest fine as long as you can really put that pressure on <laughs> but i gotta well, say you know you being uh you know a former resident of florida mm-hmm. the worst spa experience i had was while i was living in florida we we went i know surprise we went to this one place and i don't remember the name but i think i think cat had gotten it might have been like an office giveaway thing where they were giving away like gifts gift certificates for like an hour or whatever okay fine great free massage whatever so we go and we get in the room and the the way the place was designed was all of the massage rooms were in the middle of the space surrounding the massage rooms were the hair and nail salon which played this thumping high energy music the entire time that is not relaxing right so my head my face is in the donut like i'm looking at the floor <laughs> And while this is going on, I'm like, this is not relaxing at all. And then my nose starts to run. (laughs) I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Oh, no. And it was just one thing after another. It was one thing after another. I could not win. And finally, you know, I was was like, I can't can't do this anymore. I I don't think I actually finished the session. I actually got up and I was just like, no, this isn't working. The wife can have the rest of it. I'm out. I got to go. I sat in the car for the rest of the time. And to be honest, sitting in the car was probably the most relaxing thing I did that day. (laughs) Oh, no. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this is, you know, with this particular episode, um, you know, Archer, and here's the thing, I've been really kind of proud of Archer these last few episodes, like ever since Earth got attacked, mm-hmm. he kind of stepped up the level of captaininess, you know, of like, hey, you know, the, this situation is pretty dire, like we need to, we need to nip this thing in the bud and fast. Mm-hmm. Um, taking it serious. Yeah, taking it very, very serious. And here he gets roped into this, you know, this damsel in distress shtick which is the god the oldest trick in the book like it's not the first time this has happened to him yeah like really dude we've fallen <laughs> back to this not to mention like okay well why don't you just come on board and wear next to nothing not you know whoever wants to get touched by the new girl like really <laughs> come on <sighs> but yeah it, you know and then for her you know I mean, we've already run the spoiler alert thing for her, for they kill her off. They like, all right, you get the info and dead. (laughs) Really? Why did you bother? Yeah. Why bother? Oh God. I don't know. For every, for every three or four episodes that are really fun, you get one of these. It's just kind of like, oh man, what are you thinking guys? Like really? And I feel like I always end up getting to watch those. Because I feel like I've had like <laughs> that have just been like, really? Come on, man. Like the other ones have been pretty solid. And this is just like, why did I get the garbage? Like, come on. I get this garbage episode. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, you know, uh, you know, looking at the writers for this episode, it's a bunch of dudes. Here we are once again. But yeah, it's it's oh man, like really this could have been you couldn't have talked to I know there's females on that writing staff. I know there are. Like did none of them weigh in on the on the hot blonde girl just going around touching people? Like they get three good ones and then they get boobies. And then they get three good ones and then we all get boobies. That's it, folks. She cracked the code. It's a compromise. If you're wondering about enterprise, talk to Ren Sims. She's she's figured it out. She's cracked the code. <laughs> Look, three good ones and then you get boobies, okay? We gotta make everybody happy. <laughs> Because you know you got those geeks that just yeah <laughs> oh god those dumb incels and their stupid fedoras damn it son of a bitch oh goodness oh well let's uh let, moving right along let's get into one of our favorite segments here called who do we blame <laughs> this uh this story was written by paul brown now he has a couple of interesting credits here uh, he wrote the 1986 skateboard classic Thrashin'. Did you ever see Thrashin'? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Yo, oh yeah, oh man. Next time you're cruising around on the internet, really fall down the rabbit hole of like late 80s, early 90s skateboarding movies. They are plentiful and ridiculous. They <laughs> And not good. There was there was one good one. There was one good one. And when I say good, at, let me go ahead and put some air quotes around good. Like Christian Slater's in it. Oh, yeah, Christian Slater's in it. Um, Tony Hawk drives a drives a pickup truck, which is of course what you have the most legendary skateboarder do is have him drive a pickup truck. Wonderful, good idea. Why wouldn't you have him on a skateboard? <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, Ren. <laughs> Tony Hawk. Right. Like, oh, but that's not Thrashin'. Thrashin's a completely different movie altogether. <laughs> Thrashin' didn't even have Tony Hawk in it. Was Tony Hawk in Thrashin'? I think Tony Hawk was in Thrashin', but it was like okay, okay. it was like a really much smaller role. I think it was almost more of a technical role of like he's one of the guys skateboarding in the background to kind of sell us on the idea of like it's a skateboarding movie. Everybody but uh I know thrashing thrashing stars Mr. Josh Brolin, aka Thanos. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, hey, it, you know what? He is one of those actors that every time you tell me a role, I'm like, really? Yeah. He really? <laughs> like, I just, really? Hmm, really? <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's one of those guys, though, and it's kind of like it's like if you really want. Everything. I know if you, if you want to melt your brain for an hour and a half to two hours, watch the American remake of old boy. Yeah. It, first of all, definitely not for children. Put the kids, put the kids to bed before you watch it. It is, okay. it's quite graphic, um, oh, fun. but he hooks up with a character played by Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch. So yeah. it's really bizarre to see. Thanos and Scarlet Witch hooking up in a movie. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering everything you see in that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, like I said, it's graphic and not just for violence. <laughs> oh, all right. You see a lot of Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Olsen, I'll be honest. <laughs> 
Well, I'll write that. Yeah. It's something something for everybody. You know, there's, 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 there's something for everybody in in that movie. You're not wrong. (laughs) So uh, Paul Brown, we got, uh, sorry, we went off on a tangent there. Uh, Paul Brown, he also did, uh, he he wrote 13 episodes of Quantum Leap. There's your Quantum Leap connection, of course. Uh, but he also produced 64 episodes of Quantum Leap. So it sounds like more, he's dabbling with writing as opposed to just full-on writing for shows and movies. Um, he's He also did two episodes of X-Files and produced nine episodes. Uh, but his first uh, entry in the franchise was on Star Trek Voyager in oh. an episode called Child's Play, which was season six, episode 19. That was back in 2000. And the other uh, story uh, credit here is Mr. Brent V. Friedman, um, who wrote screenplays like Necronomicon, Book of the Dead, and a few other things we'll get to in just a second. But uh, he is the creator and one of the head writers uh, for Dark Skies, where he wrote for, he did 19 episodes of Dark Skies. He also did the screenplay for Mortal Kombat Annihilation in 1997. Um, he did one episode of The Crow, Stairway to Heaven. Did you ever watch The Crow TV show? I didn't know they had a Crow TV show. I only knew about the movies. Oh, yeah. It's, um, you know, I I look past, I can look past a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> so, so I enjoyed Crow, Stairway to Heaven, probably more than most people. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was not, it was not the greatest thing. It's not, certainly not as great as the first movie. Uh, but it exists in the world. <laughs> it is out there. That is the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> trying, especially the late 90s, where it's just kind of like trying to recapture. To be honest, you see a lot of that now. I mean, they're calling they're calling them legacy sequels, but it's kind of like, do we really need to see the original cast of whatever it is in the mm-hmm. new thing? Like, don't get me wrong. I loved I loved Ghostbusters Afterlife as much as the next person, but like I haven't got to finish it. Oh, do yourself a favor. Finish I know, that sucker. I was so good up until the point our TV said no. Oh, no. <laughs> we're having issues with Plex, and that was the only way that we were able to watch it at the time because it was uh, still like 20 bucks on Disney. Yeah, yeah. So, it was one of the ones I actually got Kat to watch it with me because, I mean, that, I mean, it's it's a fun movie, but that's not... It's so good. It's really good. Like, it's surprisingly good. Like, for the 75% of the movie I've seen, it's fantastic. I can't yeah. wait for the rest of it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of good things. They did it. They did a really good job with it. Uh, rounding out Mr. Friedman's credits here, we got uh, five episodes of Twilight Zone. And this is his first of only two appearances in the franchise or first, oh. you know, first of two things he worked on in the franchise. But I mean, he's still working. So yeah, yeah. The teleplay was also written by Friedman and Chris Black. We've seen him before. Uh, his last episode writing was season two, episode 24, First Flight, which uh, did you happen to catch that one? That's where uh, it's basically the prequel to this prequel series is like Archer on Earth in the NX program kind of uh, it's where he meets Trip and um. uh, it's a fun one. Um, I think I've seen it, but not recently because it yeah. sounds familiar, but I think I saw it like when it came out. Keith, <laughs> Keith Carradine is uh, the guest star of that episode. And he, oh. tur- he tur- yeah, he turns in a really great performance. It's actually really, really good. Uh, so 
This episode was directed by Mike Vihar. We've seen uh, him before as well. In season two, episode 12, The Catwalk. That's That's been a little while ago. And here with the guest stars, we've got a bunch of uh, familiar faces returning. We got Tucker Smallwood, uh, Randy Oglesby, Rick Worthy, Scott McDonald, of course. That's basically the, uh, the Zindi council uh community sitting there talking about destroying the universe uh but here the person the uh title character nikita agar plays the role of regine she's got an interesting an interesting resume like she knows clearly either her or her management her agent kind of knows okay this person is very pretty so we'll make sure she gets cast in all the very pretty roles so typecast. Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. She started her career uh, in uh, 1997 with Devil's Advocate. And then oh, okay. uh, she, yeah, yeah. I was, oh, I love Devil's Advocate. It's such a good movie. It is a good movie. Really good movie. Uh, one-offs on Sex and the City, Profiler, and Nash Bridges. And then she got 11 episodes of the uh, fantasy soap opera called Passions. Did you ever watch Passions? No, but I've heard of it. <laughs> it's uh, and the fact that her character was was her their name was Squeaky. Yeah, her name was Squeaky on the fantasy soap opera Passions. Like, as good as soap operas are, imagine one that's based in like magic and mythology. <laughs> was it a British show? No, it was not. Okay. It's, I'm thinking of something else because oh yeah no only only the Americans can make okay. something like passions. London's <laughs> <laughs> got some weird stuff, so I thought I'd ask. That's true. That's true. Uh, she was also in the movie Tomcats in 2001, uh, Autofocus in 2002, and this is her only franchise appearance so far. But she's kept working, uh, continuing with a lot of one-offs and TV movies. Uh, her most recent credit is the film Cooties where she hmm. plays Patriot's mom. I haven't seen Cooties. I do remember seeing the trailers for it, but it's kind of a like zombie outbreak in a middle school, uh, if, if memory serves. <laughs> I hmm. don't know. Uh, but like I said, you know, she's obviously cashed in on her looks, which of course you can make, there's worse ways to make a living. Hey. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dominic Keating, who plays Malcolm Reed on the show, described Agar as a very beautiful, saying I forgot my lines a couple of times. <laughs> but uh, Scott Bakula actually compared her character to Matahari and said Agar did a wonderful job. And again, in a role that demanded a lot of different things from her. Uh, do, you know, do you know the name Matahari? Does that ring a bell? It sounds familiar, but my brain's not letting me remember. Um, I kind of fell down a short rabbit hole with uh, with Matahari, basically a Dutch exotic dancer. Oh, who was, okay. Who was a spy for the Germans in World War II. So, okay. Very, very interesting life and career. That and, is very cool. Yeah. So, one of the things I like to do when I find you know these interesting historical figures is I like to. I usually end up printing their Wikipedia page and structuring a and d character based oh. off of them. It's kind of, especially if it's someone who's yeah, passed away, um, I look at it as my chance to kind of immortalize them a little bit and sort of 
expand that mythology of that already colorful, colorful life led. Uh, so I've done that with a few. Yeah, I've done that with a few folks, a uh, few, a few people so far. Um, but I think Matahari will be my next D and D character to construct. That is very cool. Yeah, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Michelle Erica Green of Trek Nation said that she was pleased with the continuity seen in Regine, but felt that the female sexuality seen in this episode was the most gratuitous that she could remember on Star Trek. And uh, she thought that the Regine character was a cliche, calling her a trained slut who comes on to everyone around her. (laughs) She's not wrong. That's kind of her bad. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Green also described the overall plot as feeble, but praised the alien bizarre set. (laughs) It's like, oh, this is a train. But the set was so pretty. It was really nice. It's like the rest of it was terrible, but the set design was fantastic. (laughs) Exactly. Oh man. Like, you know, who can't say bad things about things. You know, you know who the, uh, you know, who the best person on Star Trek Enterprise is? It's that dude swinging a hammer that's never on camera. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Um, Fox mentions that crewman Cutler uh, broke her arm when an anomaly passed through the ship. This is the final reference to Cutler, the actress who played her in previous episodes, Kelly Waymire died a few months after this episode aired and the character was retired. I know we've talked about Kelly Waymire before. Um, yeah. yeah. We've talked about her a few times and uh, she does a good job. You know, it was just so, you know, just gone too soon. Just one of those yeah. folks just gone too soon. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, you know, there's a couple of interesting points there. A couple of things to be gleaned from this episode. <laughs> uh, any final yeah. thoughts, final thoughts about uh, the character or episode regime? Nope, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good to go. I'm the worst. No, 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 no. It's uh, this, this. I, like I said, you know, they we get three good ones and then boobies. <laughs> that and I always get the booby episode. <laughs> I do. I don't know how this happens. I don't get all of them, but I get a bunch of them. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, we're okay. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look ahead on the schedule and find one that is definitely not a booby episode. <laughs> And I'll book, you, I'll book you. I'll book you for that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> folks, well, folks uh, in case you uh, in case you haven't been following us on social media, uh, we have finally wrapped up the first computer resume podcast fantasy draft. Yay! Yay! It was uh, it was a lot of fun. The episode is out there for folks who want to check it out. I highly recommend it, even if you're not. Uh, you know, keeping up with the show, the regular episodes of the show, do yourself a favor and go listen to uh, the fantasy draft episode. It was a lot of fun. We had some of our frequent guests on uh, Mr. Gary Horn, uh, Mr. Miles Griffin and Mr. John Paul Newton. Uh, All of those, all of those guys are uh, good friends of the show have been on multiple times and uh, we had an absolute blast. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, Highly, highly recommend 
going and uh, listening to that episode. So just really quickly to let everybody know who won, uh, the first round was uh, myself and the USS Standish versus Miles in the USS Echo. Now, we had some interesting pairings here. Uh, his captain was Catherine Janeway, and mine was Will Riker. Uh, oh. But yeah, exactly. I chose, I chose, I went with Will. I was like, you know what? Let's, uh, let's get, because I, I felt like Riker is a good mix of Kirk and Picard. I was like, mm-hmm. that, that's going to, that's going to work well. Um, and I also had uh, Michael Burnham as my first officer, Michael Burnham from Star Trek Discovery, played by Sonequa Martin-Green. And, uh, but Miles went in a different direction. He uh, drafted as his first officer, Ensign Beckett Mariner from Lower Decks. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And uh, he gives his reasoning for that pick, but I thought that was such an interesting combination of Catherine Janeway and Beckett Mariner in, you know, the captain and first officer roles. But anyways, I ended up pulling out ahead of, uh, of Miles. So I won round one. And of course, round two was Gary versus JP. Gary in the USS Pravesh and JP with the USS Grundle. Um, you know, JP had some big swings with uh, with his, with his uh, choices for... Uh, for his crew, he got Jonathan Archer on Navcoms, and then he kind of he kind of went wild. He got uh, Kira Norris as security and tactical, which makes sense, and Tom Paris as his helm, uh, his pilot. Um, he got Scotty. He got Scotty off the bat with uh, you know with for his engineer, and then uh, Beverly Crusher as his doctor and Worf as his captain. And Odo from Deep Space Nine as his first officer. I was like, man, what? This is a motley crew, to be sure. Oh my goodness. I know, I know. But uh Gary uh really leaned, he really leaned on the original crew for his uh for most of his uh crew. He's got not only does he have Sulu at the helm, but he's got Kirk and Spock as captain and first officer respectively. And then, um, yeah, he's got data at Navcoms, which who doesn't love data. And then he's also got Bashir as the doctor and uh, Stamets as his engineer. He actually went out on a limb and got Paul Stamets as his engineer. And then of course, uh, security and tactical. He actually got Tuvok from, uh, from uh, Voyager. So that's a solid crew. Of course, you know, Having those uh, having those original series characters, I think, really helped him prevail in that. And of course, so Gary won the second round. So now me versus Gary for the championship, uh, the USS Standish versus the USS Pravesh. Uh, it, to be honest, once Gary learned that he was in the championship round, all it took was him putting out the word to all of his NWA followers to say, hey, Help me win this Star Trek contest. And, you know, that combined with his original series crew. I mean, Travis Mayweather, I will, I will always get Travis Mayweather as my helmsman, but you put him up against Sulu. Everyone's going to pick Sulu. I get that. Uh, Data, you know, he's got Data versus Benjamin Sisko. Uh, I had Benjamin Sisko in Navcoms. Everyone's going to pick Data on that. Um, You know, even even Paul Stamets, I I kind of went out on a limb and got Peanut Hamper from 
from Star Trek Lower Decks, which uh, P- Peanut Hamper just makes me laugh. I, I love her so much. But uh, yeah, she she doesn't really stand up to Paul Stamets. But I had Bones McCoy, and I think that was probably my only match that I won. But, oh, no. Yeah, Bones McCoy won out over uh, Julian Bashir. But yeah. You know, yeah. Kirk and Spock against Riker and Burnham. Yeah, everyone's going to go with Kirk and Spock. So congratulations to Gary Horn and the USS Pravesh uh, for winning the first Computer Resume Podcast Fantasy Draft. Well done, sir. Congratulations. It's well-deserved. We'll see what what we can construct as a a trophy and maybe get that to him here sooner or later. (laughs) Nice. But uh, next week, it's our big 50th episode. We have been at this for a minute. And uh, look, I I am super excited about all of our guests, but this one is um, unique in that their work, uh, their fandom actually helped create this show. Uh, we will be joined by the creator of the Star Trek Chronology Project, Mr. Jason Keener. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, the episode list that I have for this show is basically a direct copy <laughs> of the Star Trek Chronology Project. Uh, so it, so blame him. Blame, <laughs> blame Jason Keener for this show. <laughs> But uh, Jason Keener will will be with us to discuss Enterprise Season 3, Episode 5, Impulse, which, of course, is available exclusively on mm-hmm. Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> Ren, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Instagram and Facebook, I'll uh, be rcsims82. And I am at Mr. Todd A. Davis on all of the socials. From all of us at the Computer Resume Podcast, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in 10 Forward. Like, rate, review, and share on all your favorite platforms. Feel free to send us your subspace transmissions to computerresumepodcasts at gmail.com or at Computer Resume on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Computer Resume podcast was created and produced by Mr. Todd A. Davis. Our logo was designed by Will Martin and Justin Bishop. The opening theme was produced by Justin Bishop, and our outro music was provided with permission by Dronode. Additional music was provided by Mr. Todd A. Davis and Gary Horn, and the voice of Computer Resume Podcast and executive producer, me, Kat Davis. Hashtag LLAP. We'll see you next time. Going through a Star Trek. We're doing Star Trek stuff in space. We probably got some phasers and shuttle pods, and we're going to find a brand new race. How's that for a slice of fried gold?